0: Welcome to the first episode of The Theory of Nothing. My name is Jack Ciccolo, and I will be your host of this series throughout our three-episode run. I know, very exciting. Now, the theme of this podcast, it will be focusing on science. I, myself, am not too well informed on themes of science. I was a B student in most of these classes, so when I got assigned the topic of science, To be my main talking point for this podcast series, it was difficult for me to choose what to focus on for each episode. So for the first episode, I wanted to look at something that always boggled me. So today we will be looking at time. Like what is time? And seeing if it's just a concept that the human mind made up, or is it another theory that is so ingrained in space that we don't even know to begin time can be separated into a category of physics physics comes from an ancient greek word meaning knowledge of nature it is a science which helps us understand the matter what makes up our universe and everything interacts with each other with the main goal of it being to understand our universe better now if we look at because of how physics is all about our universe it makes it s- seem like oh so then time isn't a concept but i don't know like you ever just think like you just think to yourself like maybe it was just a fabrication of just some guy saying well the sun's at this point so it's this time or if like we're talking about the lives of people we don't know, and if we look at what time has to do with physics, it's quite interesting. Many physicists agree that time is one of the most difficult things to understand in our universe. I, like I'm not, even though I'm a dumb, ki- I'm a dumb kid, and even physicists are having trouble with this, like PhD level phys- physicists. And I went as a dumb kid to talk about this, so (laughs) give me props. Now, when I first heard that this made people, like, find time difficult, I asked myself, is the reason many people find the concept of time so interesting is because it's so hard to understand that theory of the unknown that makes you want to go and solve everything like when you're watching a scary movie the unknown that makes you want to be like what's going on or the unknown where the monster is just hidden in the shadows and you're like well I guess I gotta watch the rest of this movie because I want to know what that is or who that is same with mystery movies who is it the who done it? we are driven by the theory of the unknown that is basically what all science is, the theory of the unknown. We want to know what is unknown. We are curious, and sometimes it can be for the better, and sometimes it can be for the worse. (laughs) Although science, when time is used, is usually formulas, like how long has this been here, or how long will it take X to get to Y, like, when you lift the covers of what time is, it's is an infinite rabbit hole. Alice fell down there and she's still fallen. You can already tell that the topic of time is a lengthy one, when there is no true definition of what time is. Time can be what a clock measures, like according to physicists like Albert Einstein and Donald Ivey, they say that time is a clock. what a clock measures. That's what their definition of it is. But then, on. Other physicists, like John Wheeler, they say that it prevents everything from happening at once. So, is it both? And then another philosopher says it's linear continuum of instance. That's what Adolf Grunbaum is. Like, it's just gobsmacked that this thing that it's been around for the entirety of the universe is we still don't know. And there's still stuff like that. That's been around for the entirety of the universe that we still don't understand. Like for us, when time is when we wake up, when we go to sleep, when we shower, when we eat, it is basically the thing that controls our day. However, it's a concept in our heads based upon our solar system. as we understand our solar system is the center of its houses the giant ball of hot plasma called the sun this is in the center of our solar system like we used to think that we were the center of the solar system but thanks to good old galileo shout out to galileo we now know that we aren't that important and we are just a speck of dust compared to this thing called the sun and since the sun is so giant it creates its own thing called gravity which draws other objects towards it and causes them to orbit the sun that's our solar system we based our time by how long it takes the earth to complete a full rotation of our sun which is around 365 days, but what is a day? A day is how long it takes the Earth to complete a full rotation around its own axis. So in order for it to be a full rotation around the Sun, we need to spin 365 times. Like, Earth got to be dizzy. Like, imagine you having to run around a football field good old 400 meters. And doing that while spinning simultaneously. How dizzy will you be when you complete that? But then you got to keep going for the rest of your life. <laughs> but I digress. So if we look at how that is how long it is. But the part where this gets interesting is the fact that time was considered to be that before humans now in each organism there exists a thing called a biological clock now we know humans weren't the first organism on the earth and a biological clock is basically what organisms use as a timing device composed of specific proteins that interact in each cell in the body it is synchronized with solar time much like our universe and how we perceive time. However, if we look at species and how they perceive time, it is different for each species. This bringing in, like, the dog, like, seven years dog, like, how old are you in dog years? Oh, I'm, I don't know, because I don't want to do math right now. I'm talking about science. But you have to do math and science. Um, so if we look at a fly, a small, minuscule fly, and compare that to a human a fly sees the world approximately seven times slower than we as humans see it which explains why we could never really get that little bugger flying around he sees us as like a sloth from Zootopia just like like he's so he's so much faster than us that he doesn't he's like oh whatever that's why those guys are so freaking annoying (laughs) and now you look at a sea turtle he perceives time at a rate that is 2.5 times faster than what we perceive so that means you are going slow he thinks that he is slow compared to the world and the reason because of this is called a critical flicker fusion frequency in science terms it's the point at which flashes of light merge together so that a light source appears to be constant. So basically, if you were having a flashlight and you turned it on and off at such a high speed, it wouldn't even look like you're turning it on and off. It's just constant, but it's flickering at such a high speed. But time is still passing by at the same speed, right? Right? Do flies live in the future because they're faster than us? Technically, that's incorrect. Since the fly's eyes send updates to the brain far more frequently than the human's eyes, its mental processes are much faster than a human's, so its perception of time is different between each species to how many units of information the brain can possess at one time. However, this still does not answer our question of what time is. Aristotle, the good old boy Aristotle, he once stated that Time is the most unknown of un- all unknown things. How can we have all these definitions of what time is, but still not have a true definition of what time is that sounded redundant, but I'm to stick with it. Looking back at one of the questions asked at the beginning of this podcast is does time truly exist or is it just a concept that we created? Now, at first, it seems obvious that time must exist, because how would the world work without it? How would things die? How would things be born? Like, without time, we wouldn't be able to do anything. But Albert Einstein, he, he was a clever little fella. I don't know if he was short. I, I never looked at his height. But he had invented the thing of the theory of relativity. Now, Einstein's theory of relativity states that time passes by for everyone, but not at the same rate, just like how we explained with the fly. However, it is not just different species who experience time at different rates, but the same species can experience time at different rates depending on what the individual is doing at the moment. So if you've ever been at work and it's like, well, that day went by quick, or man, this day just won't end. It's because of what you're doing at that moment. If someone who were to travel at the speed of light, Einstein's resolution to that question was, like, somebody who is traveling at the speed of light will feel that time is going by a lot quicker. So Einstein, he said that, well, time must be a fabric, like, it must be part of this fabric of our universe. It must be woven in. This theory, though, had a major hole in it. How come we can move in any direction through space, but we can only seem to move through one direction, through time? Now, like, think about that. I'll give you a minute to think about it. So when we're in space, you can move in any direction. But with time, you can only go in one direction, forward. I know, right? Like, we cannot go backwards through time, no matter what happens. The past is always behind us and there's nothing we can do to return to it. So far, we don't have a time machine, but I doubt there's gonna be a time machine. Now, this brings into the questions of parallel universes, which is a whole other ballpark. We can also look at time as, instead of seeing that if there's fundamental property in our universe, what if time is an emergent property in our universe? An emergent property are things that don't exist as individual pieces of a system, However, they do exist for the system as a whole. An example of this can be a film. A film is many still shots placed one after the other to simulate the passing of time. However, all the pieces placed together, it does not work. Like you need every single piece placed together. Now individual frame of this film contains time, however, but time then becomes a property that comes out of a system of all the stills put together. This makes movement appear to be real, but also an illusion. Can time be like this as well, or is it a fundamental? This is what makes time the most unknown of all unknown things. To this day, physicists are still trying to understand the concept of what time truly is, and we probably won't know in this lifetime due to the complexity of it. I can ramble on about the inner workings of time for a lot longer as there is still much to do and delve into, like Immortality, Eternity, Aging, but that would cause this podcast to be seven hours long. So thank you for listening. My name is Jack Ciccolo, and you have just listened to the first episode of The Theory of Nothing.